As a quick review, George Washington was born in Virginia, became a surveyor in his youth, and then led troops in the French and Indian War. When the American Revolution started, he was made general of the entire Continental Army and outwitted the British Army, finally beating them at the Battle of Yorktown. We learned before that one of George Washington's favorite things to do was to take care of his beautiful plantation at Mount Vernon, Virginia. But sadly, during the Revolution, his farm was left uncared for. Many of the crops and trees died, so they weren't able to sell anything and make any money. Without Washington, the farm had fallen apart. After his great military successes, Washington could have become obsessed with power and become king of the American people. But instead, he resigned his position as general and returned to Mount Vernon to be with his family and take care of his farm. Fortunately, he was paid for his service in the Revolution and was able to use that money to get the farm up and running again. He spent the next four years taking care of Mount Vernon. But history never let Washington relax for long. Now that America was its own country, it had to figure out how to govern itself with laws. Without a good set of laws, things fall apart. The problem with America was that all of the states weren't united. They each had their own laws and did things very differently. For this reason, they often disagreed and weren't truly in it together, which is what it means to be united. At the time, they had a set of laws called the Articles of Confederation, a loose set of laws that didn't bind the country together and didn't allow them to do things like have taxes. We learned about taxes in the last episode, which King George used to pay for his own war. Similarly, the American Revolution was very expensive and needed to be paid for, but who would pay for it if none of the states wanted to pay for it themselves? It was questions like this that caused smart Americans to start thinking about a constitution, one that would help unite all of the states and get them working together to form a better nation. But even Washington questioned whether a new constitution was necessary until something called Shays' Rebellion. After the war ended, many of the soldiers returned home to be farmers, but because there was no way to raise taxes, they weren't paid very well and had to try to make a living being farmers again after being soldiers for all those years. Also, money wasn't set up properly for farmers to be able to buy things and pay for them later. This caused a rebellion among many of the farmers and came to be led by a former soldier named Daniel Shays. But no one knew how to deal with it, because there wasn't a strong central government to help. The rebellion eventually ended, but it made Washington and other leaders realize that if they didn't have a constitution in place to solve problems like Shays' Rebellion, it would cause their new country to completely fall apart. In 1786, the first constitutional convention was held in Philadelphia at Independence Hall. Leaders from all 13 states traveled there to give their advice about the new laws. At the convention, Washington was voted as its president. The original plan was to just change the Articles of Confederation, but some leaders, like James Madison and Alexander Hamilton, believed it should be replaced by an entirely new constitution which gave more power to the federal government. The federal government means leaders and laws that unite all the states together under a single unified country, the United States of America. For many days, the state's leaders debated how to design the new constitution. The debates lasted through the summer, and at times they became so intense, and there was so much arguing that they didn't know if it would ever be completed. 
Some leaders refused to show up at all. Through the debate, they decided that the new country would have three branches of government, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial, each with its own functions and powers. And each branch would have the power to stop the other from doing something that might be harmful. This is called a system of checks and balances. The founders of the Constitution were always concerned that one person, or branch of government, would gain too much power and become kings, like they were trying to get away from with King George. For this reason, they also created a Bill of Rights, a list of rights every American would have that the government could not take away. This list includes the freedom of religion, to worship how and where you want, the freedom of speech, to say and write what you want, the right to bear arms, which means to protect yourself with weapons, the right to a fair trial along with a series of other legal rights. The new Constitution also had amendments, which means the Constitution can be changed and evolve over time to fit the needs of a future America. Another topic that was hotly debated was how many leaders would be elected from each state to represent it. In many ways, it's extraordinary that the votes to finalize the United States Constitution ever passed because there was so much disagreement, but eventually they did in September 1787. One of the most important people involved in writing and forming the Constitution was named James Madison, who was later called the Father of the Constitution. The preamble to the Constitution reads, We the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. So you can imagine that at this point, Washington was ready to head back to Mount Vernon and resume his quiet life on the plantation. But nope, The new Constitution decided a president would be elected to help lead the people of the United States of America, and guess who they chose? That's right, George Washington. Everyone loved and respected and trusted George Washington. He'd become the first president of the United States, and the only one to be voted by everyone in the Electoral College. That has never happened since Washington. Can you believe that? Pretty amazing, but it just goes to show how much the people respected him. While president, Washington was careful not to do anything that would make him look like a king. He dressed normally and asked to be called Mr. President. His home was also very simple compared to the palaces of the kings of Europe. As president, he elected Alexander Hamilton to be the Secretary of the Treasury and Thomas Jefferson to be Secretary of State. He was careful to listen to his assistant leaders, the cabinet, before making important decisions. As president, he helped establish the treasury, made peace treaties with the Native Americans, and helped decide where the nation's capital would be, later called Washington, D.C. At one time, he had to put down a rebellion called the Whiskey Rebellion and marched in on his horse with his troops to show them that the United States government now had power to stop rebellions from taking over the country. He was also careful to avoid making alliances with European countries and being involved in their wars. For example, when France asked them to get involved in their next war. Washington served two terms as president, but declined to serve a third. In his farewell address, he urged the states and all Americans to work together and reminded them that this was the only way the United States would be successful. 
John Adams became the next president, and Washington resumed his life at Mount Vernon, where he was able to continue to do his favorite thing, taking care of his plantation. He did this for the next two years of his life, until in 1799 he passed away. Americans all over the country were sad to lose the father of their nation. He had brought them together through war, helped design the new constitution, and had been their first president. Through the ages, George Washington will be remembered as the one who put his new country before his own wants, who sacrificed the simple life on the farm for defending his country and all of the struggles that went with it. He courageously led his troops across the Delaware River and stuck with them through the devastating winter at Valley Forge. He led them to victory at Yorktown and kept everyone working together to form the new constitution. Finally, he showed them how the president of a free country should behave and was an example of integrity and goodness. Think about some of these values and how they might apply to you. Washington's story is an incredible one, but living a simple, good life is what is really important. These values can apply to your simple life day to day. Think about how you feel about yourself when you're honest, when you treat others kindly, when you stick with someone even when it's hard. These all help you grow inside to have integrity, and it was by these simple daily habits that Washington himself grew into the man he was. Thanks for sticking around for these three episodes in the series about George Washington.